Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram, at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive in with today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast, and this is episode 101. We have picked a goodie for episode 101. Today, I am very excited to introduce Sarjan Thathia. Um, I'm going to talk through Sarjan, first of all, and, and give a bit of an intro to his background, and then we're going to dive straight in. So Sarjan is an international coach, and he's helped thousands of students around the world massively increase their success in business. He holds three university degrees and has received multiple awards for his contributions in the digital marketing space. He's helped his clients amass over $6 million worth of sales online. Formerly a chief technology officer and chief marketing officer, Sergeant is now a sought after consultant in the most accomplished companies in the world. He has shared stages with, check this out, Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Michael Gerber, Brian Tracy, Brian Walsh, Evan Carmichael, and John Asraf, to name just a few. And if you would like to connect with Sergeant at any time, we're going to direct you to how you can connect with him at the end of the show. Sergeant, what an introduction. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. Wow, when you read it out, Jake, I was like, who is that? It's not so impressive. 101. I'm a little bit bummed I missed the 100 episode, but uh, uh, one after that milestone is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I thought, I thought, who better to come on for episode 100? But no, we, we've done that slightly differently this time. I'm sure you can appreciate. So yeah, you are number one after 100. 101. So thanks for joining. Um, great to have you with us. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we, we, we kind of, uh, we kept quite open as to where we we're going to start, but there's somewhere specific that I, I'm very keen on, on starting. I'd like to know specifically how you got into a position where you could speak with Les Brown, Jack Camfield, Michael Gerber, because they are some huge names. That's just the start of that list, but there's some huge names. So how has that come about for you over the past few years? And then let's kind of work backwards from there if we can. Hmm. All right, cool. So I started this company uh, in 2012, around about there. Uh, it was a gaming company, and I had a business partner. I was primarily in charge of design and so on. And uh, I'd won this big pitch for funding for the company, which put us into production, uh, created our first line of, of products. And once it had happened, we got noticed by some of the banks and uh, we signed a partnership with one of the banks to take over um, uh, the the product, and that's when the partnership became a disaster ship. And I was told that my services were no longer required, and I had signed off the patent, signed out the my shares. Uh, it was pretty much like a Hollywood movie type of scenario because I I had no business uh, acumen. You know, you can. You can go and get a, a business qualification, but you're learning from people who never started a business. You know, the average university professor who teaches business doesn't own a business. So there's certain things that, you know, they, they teach in a textbook that, that doesn't ever happen in real life. And after that, I, I was really distraught. I, I remember having to go to a wedding uh, down in Durban, for those of you who don't know, I'm in Johannesburg. South Africa, so Durban is, is on the east coast, a very beautiful um, 
um, beach uh, side of South Africa. And I was sitting there with the beach at the beach, my and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, bought me this book called "Who Moved My Cheese," and it's a very short read. I read it sitting on a bench um, uh, at on at the beach, and that it kind of really put a lot of stuff into perspective. You know, a lot of stuff about claiming ownership, about what had happened, and so on. And I picked myself up, came back to Johannesburg, and I needed to start off somewhere. I needed to pay the rent. Um, my girlfriend was covering a lot of the expenses at the time. And I started taking up um, photography again, which is one of the degrees, one of my first degrees that I, that I ever got. And I went, uh, it was a very interesting story. A friend of my wife's suggested that we go and told her that she should definitely check out a guy called Robin Banks. He teaches this, this thing called mind power. And uh, we should all just, go for I this. Just say, Sergeant, sorry. Yeah? Ro Ro Robin Banks. Is that the name? Robin Banks. Yeah. Robin Banks. Amazing. There's, that's the, is there any in, like play on words there or is that? He started off where he's like, when, when he starts his talk off, he introduced himself to somebody from Louisiana. And they were like, Rob and Banks, that sounds more like an occupation than a name. <laughs> so <laughs> so he's not Robin, Robin any Banks. But yeah, it, it, it's funny that you picked up that most people don't. Um, that's the first thing I heard. Yeah, that's the first thing I heard. I've, I've heard. I've heard his name mentioned before when we spoke. Uh, and, and especially in, in the in the speaker industry, you know, Robin Banks. Uh, you know, people. A lot of people think that uh, we're all fraudsters out there looking to to take people's money. It's a very interesting, uh, interesting situation. <laughs> I and, Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> and it was a Saturday morning, and I was so lazy. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go for the seminar. It was a free introductory seminar to Mind Power. And I, I, we went, and when I, I remember standing in line, and then I, I didn't know who this guy was. I've never heard of him. In actual fact, let me tell you how naive it was. I was like, I wonder if this guy is related to Tony Robbins. Like, I wonder if he knows Tony Robbins or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... We stood in line, and as he came out and went into the to the to the to the uh, auditorium, people were like going crazy for him. And I'm like, "What? Who is this guy?" And he was just jumping up and down, dancing on stage. And I was like, "Well, this is this is incredible." And I just saw all these people getting all excited. Now I don't dance unless I've I've had a few drinks. And I was like, "This guy's gonna make me dance." Like I, I literally feel like I'm in this vibe where it's a celebration. And he uses that to get you to, to, to break, you know, to break on the walls uh, when you first come in there, because he teaches a very serious subject, which is which is mind power and understanding, you know, the subconscious conditioning, which uh, which is mind power, which is written by John Keogh, which is really much based on, on, on Freud's theory of the, the two minds, the conscious and unconscious and and uh, how it uh, how they uh, interact with each other. And when I when I saw that and I and I what he broke down made a lot of sense to me. It wasn't really airy fairy or you know you can do it. You got the you know you did say you got the power, but it it was more than that. And I walked out of there realizing two things. I walked out of there realizing that I had complete control of my life. Like anything that had happened to me, good or bad, was my it, it was by my doing. And if I have the power, if all the bad things that have happened to me in the past were my doing, then I have the power to do all the good in my future. And that was the first thing, assuming 100% responsibility for my life. The second thing was, I was so inspired when I saw how these people reacted to him on stage and him sharing his story. I was like, I think this is what I need to be. I would love to be a speaker. And... I would love to share my story of what happened in, in business uh, so that it never happens to somebody else again. Yeah. And I'd gone home, I was practicing and, and, and watching inspirational videos on, on, on YouTube. And funny, I was, um, um, uh, I used to watch, I uh, Googled South Africa's number one motivational speaker and it happened to be a guy named Justin Cohen. 
And today, Justin Cohen will, he, sh- he shot this video, uh, testimonials like, you know, Sag is my mentor. And I, and I, and I always look back at that moment where I used to sit and take notes, watch his YouTube videos. And I had this little notepad and I used to make notes of what all the speakers used to do on stage, how they carry themselves, how they change the tone of their voice. I didn't go for any speaking lessons. I, I look at what people do and I break it down. Um, uh, and that's how I, that's how I learn. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and there's so thing like now he's one of my best friends and I was just watching him on, on YouTube, trying to learn everything, uh, about the craft. And I, and I saw on Facebook, another free introductory seminar. And I was like, you know what? Robin did bu- sell something. I couldn't afford it at the time. My wife, uh, could she signed up for it? And I, I, I just, uh, I, when I saw this other introductory seminar, I was like, wow, this is fate. You know, this is like, this is meant to be, this was in the stars. I just gone for one introductory seminar with Robin Banks. And then two weeks later, I get marketed to another introductory seminar. This is like, this is a sign, yeah. not knowing today that I was retargeted, um, <laughs> because of the first event, because the guy who ran the second event was doing the marketing for the guy for the first event. So they were work connected and. I, before that, I was saying these affirmations over and over and over again. It was the one thing that, that Robin taught for free. And it was just about the power of self-talk and understanding that, you know, what you say about yourself does happen. So uh, I kept on saying, I am a, I am a top South African photographer. I'm a top, pho- uh, I'm a top photographer. I have thousands of clients and I get to travel to Durban, Cape Town and Port Elizabeth. And I was like, why would I say Port Elizabeth? I've never been to Port Elizabeth. I don't want to go to Port Elizabeth. Why did it keep in there? But I kept saying it in the shower, in the car, walking around the garden. Uh, every chance I had, I was saying this affirmation. I am a top uh, photographer. I have thousands of clients lined up and I shoot in Durban, Cape Town and Port Elizabeth. And on a Friday night, about two weeks after the Friday night, I get a call from an old friend of mine who's a makeup artist. And she, she tells me that the, the photographer for the shoot, uh, the, which on the Saturday morning had canceled. And she asked me if I'd be able to do it. All the equipment is there. I just need to come, uh, come, to, come to the location. And I was like, okay, firstly, I said, well, what does it pay? And she said, well, okay, pays this. That's the best they can do. And I'll, I'll take it. Okay. I hadn't had a, a paid job in a while yeah and i uh i went into the shoot it was great the ceo of the company uh, uh top modeling uh, company in south africa called me in on the wednesday and he said look i love your stuff i want to offer you i want you to come and be our, i want you to come and head up our in-house photography te- uh, photography team um you will be dude you're going to be a top south african photographer uh, you're going to shoot thousands of models and we'll fly you around. You'll do shoots in Durban, Cape Town, and Port Elizabeth. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, no, you, I don't, I don't mean you. I'm just, I'm talking to the universe. And I turned him down. I said, no. And I, the reason being is that if I could affirm that, if I could attract that, manifest that, imagine what else I could manifest. And I went to this, um, uh, a week or so after that, I went to this introductory seminar um, on business. It was called uh, Elite Entrepreneur uh, by a guy named uh, Neil Malan. And when he was on stage, he was talking about um, he, he was talking about uh, about two things. He said uh, his he started this company, and the people who he bought it from, uh, he didn't take them off the contract and the bank accounts and all this stuff. And one morning he gets a phone call that he's uh, that they've changed chained up his gym, and he went there and it was a sheriff for the court and the sheriff said uh, they're liquidating. I was like, but it's his company. He had no idea about this, and it was the people that he had bought the the the, the franchise owners that he had taken over from was still was still on all the documents, still on the bank accounts, and they had gone bankrupt and they had cleaned out. Um, all the all the money from the company and he, had, he was he was 26 years old he was multi-millionaire and he, everything just disappeared overnight 
and he had to renegotiate contracts with people uh, in the, in his gyms and take only cash payments because bank accounts were frozen. And and eventually he he turned it around. And at that moment he he wanted to teach. And he at the time where this happened, he managed to get he he called and called and called. And Michael Gerber was on a on a on a cruise uh, somewhere, and he managed to get to Michael Gerber uh, on this cruise, and he told Michael Gerber what had happened, and um, uh, Michael had asked him, well, told asked him whose fault it was, and he was like, oh, it was that guy's fault, you know, they they did this to me, and so on, and Michael said, no, no, whose fault is it, and he said, it's you know, it's that guy's fault, blah, 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 blah. And he says, no, be honest here. Whose fault is this that all this happened? And he says, well, it's my fault. And he says, have you got any advice? And he says, get an education. And he looked up who the number one um, marketing guy in the world was because, you know, he needed to market these to, to, to make the money. And he, he only had about $5,000 that he had borrowed uh, with him. And he ended up going to watch going to a five-day event with jay abraham and it's so interesting that that was the first time that i ever heard those two names was michael gerber and jay abraham and i've interviewed michael gerber last year and i'm going to interview jay abraham in at the end of july funny enough amazing and it was at that moment i realized this, this guy knows exactly where I'm coming from and so on. And I went up to him at the event and I said to him that um, I'll be CEO of your company one day. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, um, he says, I like your attitude, China. He's like, that's, that's, that's just, that was what he said. And uh, I signed, I, I, I saw a post on Facebook um, that he was looking for a copywriter. And I was like, what the heck is a copywriter? Do I sit and copy other people's writing? I had no cooking clue what the hell a copywriter was. And then all the stuff on Facebook was showing me copywriting was people who were writing the specials outside, like, you know, your fish and chip store and so on on the boards. And I was like, this is like, how, why would he need these kind of people working for his company as a business owner? Not knowing what I know now about, about copywriting. So I applied for the job and in, in actual fact, Jake, this is, this is a, a, a very interesting thing. And I think that anyone who um, uh, who ever applies for a job uh, should 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 check this. I actually didn't find that I can I can find my CV somewhere. Um, are you are you looking for your CV now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. I love it. Where is this now? Uh, back. Mm -hmm. So you'd, you'd applied to be a copywriter. A copywriter for this yeah. company. And this was the same person that you met at the event. Just yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I don't think I have it anymore. CV. Uh, maybe we could link to it. If you're happy to share it, maybe we could link to it. Yeah, it's just, it's just so interesting. Um, um, Oh, there we go. Copywriting. Please see, see attached. Please see attached CV and cover letter. All right. So listen to this. Okay. Dear Neil, upon seeing your advertisement for the copywriting PR journalism position, I was immediately compelled to apply. I'm 30 years old with three qualifications, two, um, a creative in one business, tons of spelling mistakes. I don't know why I didn't get anyone to read this when I sent this. I don't know how I got the job for a copywriting position with this. But anyway, I've always appreciated that I had have the that I had the opportunity for tertiary education, but I owe the majority of my victories uh, in life to self improvement and self teaching. I believe that I'm capable of achieving anything that I focus on. I know that it sounds cliche, but my confidence and self belief is unmatched. I am a warrior and I strive to be the hardest and smartest worker in the room. I am a competitive person and I will always go for the win with the help of a winning strategy. I believe in forming a strategy on how to win, but also how not to lose. 
My life is geared towards self-improvement and business principles. I feel that my purpose is to help other people reach their goals through that journey. Um, through uh, helping other people reach those goals through the journey, I will achieve my own goals. I'm an avid reader. My favorite book is the Steve Jobs biography, and I share his passion for perfection and leaving a dent in the universe. Sharing passion for perfection. I, I spelt the word perfection wrong. Um, and leaving a dent in the universe. I think I was so nervous when I wrote this that I just, I just typed it. Uh, my business role models are Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, dealing with egos uh, is an art. Um, in terms of the position, my multimedia communication uh, honors has equipped me uh, with an important skill of how to write scripts and when translate to the audience and, and translate to the audience, moving pictures and sounds. It's not, it, it is not only viewed with their eyes and their minds, but also with their hearts. The content delivered must be a story that engages people and leaves a lasting impression. My my experience at Ice Magazine and Restonomics has helped me to pursue in um, investigative writing through solid research, both in the entertainment sector and in the energy awareness industry, working with the private sector energy efficiency group on energy saving um, initiatives. Uh, lessons I've learned at university in research methodology classes have served me well in producing concise content for my employees and clients. I know that I lack the conventional requirements for the position, but I promise you that working for you will be my greatest lesson to date. You have years of experience and I want to learn from you, um, especially regarding your entre elite entrepreneur um, uh, program. I will go as far to work for a month without compensation just to approve, just to, prove to you my commitment I only ask for a review in return. I will not disappoint. That was my cover letter. Thanks. Riddled with spelling mistakes, applying for a position that I was not qualified for, which I didn't really know, which I ended up learning on the job. And today I write copy for campaigns with budgets of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Incredible. Incredible. What, what from that, thank you for sharing that, by the way. Um, what, from that is the major takeaway that you would give to people if i'm going to ask you a slightly different question um and i was thinking before even before we sat down for the interview before we kind of jumped on the zoom call i, I wanted to ask this question anyway because we and just to give a bit of context for people that are listening who perhaps don't know sergeant and i uh run a uh, mastermind session together well, we, we actually run three mastermind sessions together um working with you know hundreds of clients every single year who go through this process so we obviously we know each other pretty well um and and we speak regularly uh, but i just the 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 question i was going to ask you is if you were starting again now um in your area of business which is obviously marketing speaking as well sales um or if you were advising somebody who wanted to get started and, and ultimately build up a business in this area now how would you recommend or how would you personally go about it would you do exactly the same thing or would you approach it slightly differently especially in yeah. i mean we're, talk, we're talking now in end of june july 2021 hmm. look the thing that what 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 happened when i when i worked for neil was that he he told me that i need to master funnels i didn't know what funnels were at the time i was only funnel i was i was um that i'd known about before with beer funnels okay <laughs> and um i mastered funnels i i it became everything to me you know understanding uh started with 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 unbounds to lead pages to kajabi to click funnels i had mastered that you know and i had, a lot of the times i'd mastered it through trial and error uh, i don't think i would have done it with trial and error today i think i would have tried and fast track that a bit, but I had, I had put myself in a position where in South Africa, in this industry, that I was the best person when it came to funnels. There was no one that could build a funnel as quick as me and nobody who knew as much of all the supporting tech to make it work um, so efficiently. When I'd done that for Neil, his business skyrocketed. When his business skyrocketed, uh, even beyond where it was, in a digital space, he, he, I, I owe this to him. He said, you said, you know, 
um, without Sage, it would be very, very difficult. And they were like, who's Sage? And through that, speakers in the industry started knowing me, started phoning me, saying, hey, you know what, we, how would I do this? How would you do that? And I would offer advice to other people. And when I left Neil, I had such a, such a reputation in the industry that Brian Walsh, uh, who I didn't know at the time was direct competition uh, with Neil, um, uh, offered me a job. And he told me, it's the words where you have a reputation in the industry, and I think that we can work together. I'm looking for somebody like you to take over the marketing. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And uh, um, he doesn't want to do it alone. And Brian runs an uh, event business. And I told him, look, Brian, I left Neil because I want to pursue uh, my career as a speaker. I want to focus on becoming a damn good speaker. And he said, Saj, work with me, and I'll, I will guarantee you that you get stage time. And that was our relationship. When, and the thing I find to give anyone advice is that find one thing that can help the people you want to be like and become a master of it, help them get results and they will make sure that they will open doors for you. I like that. It's uh, not, I, like I never, I never went to have people say, oh, I wanna be a speaker, please teach me how to be a speaker. It was, I'll help you build your funnels. I'll help you set up your online systems. Um, how can we work together? You know, and it's like, cool. You know what? I'm actually got with Justin Cohen. Um, Justin actually suggested this to and one event I was speaking. And he says, he said to, to Neil, it's like, you know, Sanchez is actually quite a good speaker. Do you mind if I, I ask him whether he, whether he wants to pursue that? And he, and, I, and he came up to me and I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. He introduced me to his agency the people that represented him. Um, I had run Justin's campaign. When I left Neil, the first campaign that I did was for him, I ran a marketing campaign. Uh, and it wasn't like an exchange, hey, Justin, I'll do this for you. Justin was like, Sage, I know that you're doing stuff for me. You're helping me out with stuff. And I've spoken to my agency and uh, there's a talk in Cape Town, all expenses paid, um, and you also get paid for the gig. Um, it's I I'm supposed to do it, but I, I recommended that you do it in my place and that was that's how these the this whole thing works with reciprocity like when you when you add value to other people you somehow it somehow the universe opens up doors for you as well not all the time people are there are people who are going to take you for a ride there are people who are just going to use you and abuse you the quicker you can understand who are the people that care about you and understand a win-win situation or win-win-win situation rather than just what's in it for them, the the quicker um, you'll get to wherever you want to be. When, when you say win-win-win, uh, I interpret that as win for you, win for them, and win for the clients or the audience. Is that yes. Correct? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Because, so sorry, yeah. No, because people don't want to put out, they, they care about their audience as well. I mean, they care about whoever they're going to put in front of them. Um, it needs to be somebody that is really going to connect with them, to inspire them, to help them. Absolutely, absolutely. So, how how has what you do, and specific? Let's let's focus on the speaking side because, um, again, just a couple of steps back. Because so I speak to similar. I mean, as you do, but I speak to. to business owners, entrepreneurs on a daily basis who are looking to build their brand, build their audience, build their business, get more leads and such. Um, and frequently come across people who want to be speakers, want to be speakers. Now, um, having worked with, we and we both work with um, the, the company Rethink, Rethink Social Media, and, and of course, no Paul Omani. Um, in many conversations I've had with Paul, uh, and we, we, we talk about speaking, he's a, an excellent speaker. As you know, um, he has often said that the the speaking side is like the 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 the, the, the icing on top of the or the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake. Like that is the absolute top moment that you get mm. to. Do. But the everything else, ultimately, if you're building a business, you really want to focus on providing a, a service, a quality product that elevates you to the stage where you can speak on stage speaking on stage itself is kind of the the, the top thing you, you may be able to get to but everything else is for you to have a consistent stream of income be able to build a business you know generally um, build clients clientele and such 
Um, and then if you do that particularly well, and if you are a standout in that area, then it allows you to become a speaker. It gives you more opportunities, should we say, to become a speaker and more credibility as well. Do you, do you feel that then that there is a way that you can go in straight in as I am a speaker or you know, what, what would your interpretation be and how would you, you approach people if they said, I want to be a speaker? Would you say go for it or would you have a slightly different approach? Look, when I wanted to be a speaker, I started recording videos every Friday. You know, every Friday I would record a video. And when I look back at those videos now, they're absolutely terrible. Like I cringe when I watch them. Um, I'd love but... to see one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see one of them. Uh, I, I think I showed it on, on Expert Catapult. And I was like, wow, that's so good. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, thanks. Um, but the, I, I just think that why do you want to become a speaker? Like what is, what's the motivation behind it? If a lot of people who come to an event where they watch a platform speaker um, leave feeling, oh, I could do this. But what are you trying to do? Are you trying, do you love the fact that that person's getting attention? Do you love the fact that that person's getting applause and you wish it was you? Do you love the fact that the person looks so cool on stage and almost like, you know, he's, he or she is perfect? Most people don't know why they want to become a speaker. And that's why most people fail. It's like I knew when I wanted to become a speaker that I want to help people to what happened in my life with business and doesn't happen to somebody else. Yeah, it's cool when when you get to choose your intro song and you know and you go on the stage and people are standing and so on. But the truth of the matter is that unless until uh, without that initial goal of why I want to speak, none of that other stuff would ever have materialized. And I think that's people need to be really honest with themselves. Why do you want to be a speaker? You know, and, and the thing is that if you don't, if, it, if it's not centered around helping other people with a specific mission, it's like, oh, I think I've got a story to tell people. And I think people will benefit from my story. Well, what's your story? Oh, I, yeah, I, I went through uh, this thing and, and that's like, I think I can inspire them. And, you know, I'm continuously still going on it. Like, you know, I've been let go of so many jobs and I just got let go of my last job recently. And I think that's a story that people want to hear. And I'm like, but what would they get out of that? And I've literally had these conversations with people before. And I'm like, what, what are they, what would they get out? Oh, know that they, they mustn't quit. And I'm like, quit what? And like, no, just, they must just carry on persevering. I'm like, but, but, where did, where did things get better for you? Oh, it, ha it hasn't gotten better for me yet. I'm like, but yeah, how are you going to share that story with somebody else? And people, and that, that was the one thing that, that when I started, what used to, used to really, really bug me was I wanted to be a speaker and I wanted to share what had happened to me in my previous company. And I didn't want people to, uh, to, for that to happen. But I didn't have a hero story. I didn't have a, yeah, I got the enemy came in, uh, took me to, brought me to my knees, and I walked back up and I got him and I did this and I, I persevered and I, and I won. I didn't win. I didn't have a victory in that story. It was only by <clears throat> working with a mentor, bringing value, seeing, a phenomenal results, results, making a million rand in one night, you know, I was like, million and most people don't make that in, in a lifetime and it was just when my when and a whole that with all the stuff that we had done uh making millions of dollars um making enough to qualify for the two comma club award uh going to funnel hacking live doing all these things and then you know playing a significant part in in the success of the business that that's when things came around and i thought it had come f full circle and i an actual fact is that today, like with what's going on with Brian and real success and, and so on, with COVID, uh, with what had happened in 2019, we had had a, uh, a sort of a rocky year in 2000, sorry in, what, in, sorry, in 2020, we had had a sort of a rocky year in 2019. Come into 2019, we weren't 100% sure what was going to happen in, in 2020. And we had our big event, wasn't good at all. It just didn't start off well, and when the world shut down and we had the ability to to 
re-strategize and we went out there in a much stronger position. We went out there focused to win. And it just it's just been incredible how we've turned that around. So I've got my hero story, but it didn't come from just speaking. It came from late nights. It came from failures, even more failures that are coming. It came from heartbreak, but it also came with success. You know, Jose Mourinho says, um, I, 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 I cry in my victories and I laugh at my failures or smile at my failures. And I think that that level of maturity is that, you know, you can look at your failures and smile about them rather than cry about them. I think that's when you kind of realize that you can, you can actually share a story because you've transcended what, what happens to the ordinary person that they cry in their failures uh, more often than not. Yeah. So just understanding that you can't, just because something bad happened to you doesn't mean that it's a story worth telling because a lot of bad things happen to a lot of people. How you overcame that and how you came out on the other side even better than when you went in, that's the story that people want to hear. That's why there was, there's been nine, eight, nine Rocky movies, okay? As much as people look at Sylvester Stallone and they tease him and mock him and so on, that franchise is so profitable, so successful, because people want to see an underdog do well in any area, business, marketing, sport, family, whatever the case may be. Oh, I think that's analogy. what's... Yeah, sorry. I, I, just got, I think that's a great analogy, the, the, the underdog doing well um, and repeatedly against the odds. So, mm. I, I, I want to just move on one more step from there then. So... Over the course of the past, I don't know, I'm going to be talking about half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, we've talked about goal setting. You mentioned affirmations. You mentioned um, or alluded to maybe like the law of attraction. Um, you having the power to, you know, determine anything, almost anything that happens in your life, the direction of your life. What have been some of the major, and, and I, I mean, I've, I've reading between the lines here but that doesn't just come overnight and that's just not kind of regular chat uh regular language that you would you know you'd hear people using as they walk down the street so where have has a lot of your kind of more spiritual and mental growth maybe more spiritual where has that come from and whether it's books whether it's training whether it's individuals who's played a big part in that to to help you with that growth as well you know, uh, people talk about about spirituality and so on. I, you know, I'm I'm a a, de a devout uh, Christian. Uh, my my wife is a devout um, Catholic. We 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 very much uh, um, re religious people, but we're we're also we're not religious to the point where we discard things uh, that seem uh, outside of Christianity and. Uh, the the whole thing about it is that every you know you either God made everything or God made nothing, okay, and I believe that God, God has made everything, and I believe that God has made my mentors who have taught me. I believe God has made John Keogh with the story to share with people. God made my mind. God made the universe. God made everything. Everything is connected, and by understanding that that first thing with with Robin Banks going from from Robin Banks to John Keogh, um, people like uh, going to The Secret, uh, Jack Canfield, uh, all these guys have played such a big role. And also to understand that the people who are highly successful have, have, have gone down that route. It's, it's, very, it's very seldom that in the speaking industry, that the people who are highly successful uh, do not believe in the law of attraction. There's no, I, I haven't met a single speaker that says, ah, oh, that's bullshit or that's crap. And you know, what I say doesn't attract my outcome or my circumstances and so on. I've never met anyone. And I, and I when I look back and I, if I, if I have to mention, if I had to go for, for supper with, with, with uh, uh, colleagues of mine, and I talk about the secret, everyone's got a story about the secret. Whether that's, you know, um, 
John D. Martini talking on one side or Paul say, having his mastermind with the, with the secret people and so on. It's like everyone's connected. They understand that there's so much more to life than what we've been taught and how we've conditioned to look at it. You know, we're all part of something bigger than ourselves and we have that control. We're, we're, we, we've got so much power. It's unbelievable how much power we have within us. Most people die with that power never, ever, ex- never being exposed to the world. Uh, and I just think major- every one of my mentors in some shape or form have uh, see the mind in that way and see it as a, as a, a, a tool to attract what they, what they want. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I'm, I'm, there's so many ways I could go from there. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into the quick fire questions. Um, not because I don't want to continue what we've been talking about, but I actually think that these might unlock a little bit more. So quick fire questions, they don't certainly don't need to be quick fire answers. Um, okay. But I think it ties in or will enhance what we've, what we've literally just spoke about. Um, so Sarge, do you have an unusual daily practice or routine that you do on a you know on a consistent basis either in the morning maybe maybe before you start the day maybe in the evening at the end of the day it could be anything but is there something that's particularly unusual that you do uh, or if not unusual then highly useful that you would recommend that you, you kind of wouldn't live without look i'm not going to tell you i wake up at 5 a.m and do meditation in the morning or exercise or do any of that stuff. No, uh, my week, my week is. Huh? <laughs> you disappoint me. No, I'm joking. My, my, my week varies. Like this morning, I was up at five and I had put on um, a, a course uh, that I had purchased and I, and I watched that from Hoppers Five till about seven. And then I got up and I played with the dogs, I uh, went back to bed. Uh, I got out of bed at about five to nine. I went to the Woolworths. I went and got some breakfast. I came back. I ate. I watched some Netflix. Um, I uh, got into a call with my with somebody with uh, my co-host for the summit. We had to do just make sure that we were on 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 the same uh, page for this weekend. Um, I did a little bit of training this afternoon. Uh, training some students. And now I'm on here. Tonight I'll do I'll do uh, uh, another class. Tomorrow morning I'll do training. I'll, tomorrow morning my, my personal trainer will come uh, uh, come to the house. I'll do my personal uh, my personal trainer will come here. I'll do my training. I'll have my cold shower. I'll do my meditation. I'll do my stats, and uh, I'll go into into the workday. Wednesday, I probably repeat what I did today. Wednesday I'll probably sleep in. Um, but it's and the reason being is that I, I work on uh, like with our summits. I've got a summit this weekend where I'm online from two p.m. till two a.m. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So I've got to really manage my energy before that and understanding how to gap that in and just still watch sport at the same time. I I I believe that. When, when I'm clear about what I'm going to do, what I need to achieve on that day, it doesn't matter what road I take as long as I get to that destination. And I, I fall, the night before I fall asleep, um, the, the, the night before, I, I make sure that I have my goals. That's what I do. Before I go to sleep, I have my goals listed for the, for the next day. And those are non-negotiables. And I have to do it. Whether I do it first thing in the morning, get everything done, and I've got time to play around experiment with other stuff or whether I, I space that during the day, it's about the results I get, not about what I do to get the results. Okay. Per se. I'm going to push you a bit more on that only because that, and again, obviously from knowing you, so you're laid, laid back is not the right phrase. Um, but I, I think you, you're very calm in your approach to most things and, um, not often, not often flustered. Certainly not, never feeling kind of stretched or or stressed. I'm sure that that does happen occasionally, but it never yeah. comes across that way. It's always very calm. Um, being in your in your company, um, in person and of course online, as we have done for the past eighteen months or so. Um, but 
there must be because um, people sat here thinking, "Why well, is he superhuman?" You know, where um, he's he's putting his goals down and they they always get hit. Are you are, are you are there some days when you're missing the goals? Are there some days when you you plan to do too much? Are there some days when things come up and they, they don't get hit? Like what what it, it, does that happen as well? Or are we and, and if so, then how do you deal with those days when maybe you, you you don't achieve the things that you set out to achieve? Look, I was on antidepressants, multiple antidepressants at the same time. I was addicted to sleeping tablets. <clears throat> I was on lots of prescribed medication to the point where I took too much and I woke up in the hospital. And most people don't know that, that I suffer. I suffered from a lot of stress and anxiety um, from my childhood, from my teenage years, uh, abuse, um, I was, uh, I, for my 20s, uh, I, I would, I don't know whether I would say I was an alcoholic, but it was very rarely that I, I would, I would, I wouldn't have a drink in my hand. I think that transitioning, I never like to say overcoming, transitioning from the person that I was to the person that I am now, um, I do get flustered now and then, um, happens, you know, probably once a year. Uh, no, that's a joke. Um, but I'd been, I had gone down the worst part and it come to, came to depression, you know, where everything in life just seemed doom and gloom, where the, the, the most logical word you think about, the most logical thing is just to end it all. And I realized through all the stuff that I'd been through that a, a people freak out over things that are just so small. And they're not worth freaking out about. Um, it doesn't take away that I'm highly competitive. Uh, I'm. I want to win. When I set down a task like like last year, I said I'm going to become a coach. You know, that's the thing. I was like, I'm, I'm going to become a coach. And then when not last year, the year before, I'm, I'm become a coach. And I actually sent Paul a message and said, Look, you know, I know you run a coaching business. I'd look to want to become a coach. Anything you, anything we can do to help each other out? And he says, "Well, it's a great time." And a lot of people, when I when I went from being a funnel builder to uh, wanting to be a speaker, people said, "Oh, you're leaving such a good, secure job. You're going to fail." I cracked it. Moving from with a speaker to now with this digital marketing and so on, um, I cracked it. With the coaching, within within a few months. The people that are, who were coaches that I'd asked for advice in the coaching industries, my coaching practice surpassed them. Now, I, I, there is luck. I create my own luck as well. But I do believe that people waste a whole bunch of energy being angry, being frustrated, being disappointed. And I look at that and, and if a moment comes to me where I have to, where I feel a bit flustered or I'm a borderline flustered. Uh, I look at it and say, you know, is the, what I'm about to do allocate time towards? Is this in line with my values? And is this going to be moving me forward in life or moving me backwards? More often than not, it never gets to that moving me forward or moving me backwards because it never aligns to my values. I never do anything that doesn't align to my values. I, it's, it's, it's a non-negotiable to me. I know what makes me tick. I know what inspires me. I don't do stuff that doesn't inspire me. That's it's just thing. And 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 the truth of the matter is that I've I've lost clients. I've lost friends um, through that process. I've lost family members through that process. But I'm more happier, more successful, more fulfilled on the other side because I'm living the life that I, I want to live. And it can always get better. But I know it can always also get worse. But it's I don't do stuff that doesn't that I don't want to do. And it might sound brattish, but it's that's Demartini. You know, being exposed to Demartini, uh, that opened my eyes a lot to a lot of energy being wasted on stuff that just isn't going to have any benefit, no return on that emotional investment. Yeah, and just 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 for your context as well for anybody listening who's not familiar. So, Dr. John Demartini is um who sergeant is referring to there we we did bring um uh, demartini on the podcast i think it's episode 60 yeah. so i'm just scrolling through um, so if you've not listened to that do go back and have a listen to episode 60 with dr john demartini um i 
I'm just going to ask one question. This isn't in the quick fire round, but I'm I'm just keen. So firstly, before I even do that, just say thank you for for sharing what you what you did there, um, Sergeant, and, and as you say, the ups and ups and downs and the low points as well, because um, it's 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 not something that I'm sure it's something that that to different degrees a lot of people struggle with at some point in their life, but don't always talk about. Um, and we, we have had somebody on recently uh, who's spoken uh, about mental health. And again, it's not really something that people talk enough about. Um, but I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to know from kind of with your, um, your, your journey forward. Now, um, you mentioned about your goals and such, who do you feel then close or distant? Uh, so it might be somebody that you work with very closely. It might be somebody that you that you know. It might be somebody you've never met, but you follow them online. Who do you feel has been the most influential person on your growth and your direction and where you are today? I think the overarching the 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 overarching mentor for me has to be Steve Jobs. You know, he's he's no longer here, but his his life that he had led. Um, that book, that was the best business book I ever read in my entire life. It which which one? Just that? the autobiography, Walter Isaacson. Yeah, it's an incredible book, and he was an incredible person, lived an incredible life, and did incredible things. And more often than when I talk about Steve Jobs, the first thing that pops into people's head is, "Oh, but he was so mean to the people around him." Firstly, I never saw that. I, it wasn't mean to me. I don't know whether that's true or real or whatever the case may be, but I know that a lot of people say a lot of bad things about me that aren't true. Okay, and I know that uh, they say a lot of bad things about successful people that aren't true. Maybe he was uh, uh, mean and, and angry and nasty to people that they worked with, but at the end of the day, they still had a choice whether they want to work there or not. And that's the thing. It's that where they're in that position, that's Steve Jobs. That's who he is. And you can't take away who he was because that's going to take away all his success and everything that he had done. The people who were in that position, the first time he said something that made them feel, oh, no, he's hurting my feelings, uh, they had the choice to go or where to stay. Something compelled them to stay. And maybe it might not, Maybe it might have just been the money, but then that's a different topic about, you know, what's what's value to somebody else. So, um, Steve Jobs, definitely. Uh, lately, um, you know the one guy who is surprised, who I think has got, uh, who's who's so good, is Jack Canfield with the success principles. Yeah. And uh, he just got, takes everything from all the speakers, puts it together. John D. Martini, the smartest man on the planet. I love. You know, I asked John Keo a question, and I, if he ever hears this, then they're going to be very upset with me. I asked John Keogh a question, and he refused to answer the question. Um, and I, he says, oh, ask me tomorrow. And I asked him again. He kept avoiding the question. And I had asked John Martini that same question. And John said, hmm, it's an interesting question. And he went quiet for about five minutes. And then he gave me an answer. Uh, and it was just, just incredible. Like, the man does not shy away from Ask, answering the difficult questions. And in the digital marketing space, to be completely honest, in the digital marketing space, Dan Hendry is just incredible. Like, and he's been on your podcast as well, I think. So that's, those are the, the people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going to ask just, so just a couple of things. Um, firstly, uh, I, I fully agree. You mentioned Dr. John Martini. I'm going to have to ask you that question. Uh, Dan Henry, yes, he was interviewed. We didn't actually release that episode in the end. Um, but yeah, he was he was interviewed. He very kindly gave up his time to come and um, have a conversation with me. Um, I've got what, what was the question? <laughs> you like, can so you the, tell the, us? the question was because energy can't be destroyed nor created, it simply exists. And the consciousness of my seven-year-old self is in existence at this moment and the consciousness of my 60-year-old self. They, they don't take place in a timeline that's, that's, that's a straight line. It's different layers upon layers of, 
of where the energy is. I think, and I think that the mind spotlights where we are right now because we're made up of light energy. Yeah. And my whole my my question was that if our consciousness of our mind is we're made up of energy, and energy can't be destroyed nor created. Can I tap into the consciousness of my seven-year-old self? Can I feed back information? Can I give advice to my seven-year-old self as well as seek advice from my 60-year-old self? Is my, are the consciousness create, connected? And he, he said, oh, you know, he said, oh, I'll answer that tomorrow. He didn't answer the question, though. He didn't get into that. And I think maybe because he was trying to sell his program, Quantum Warrior, about, you know, quantum leaping uh, between the, the consciousness. And when I asked John Martini, he said, uh, he said, firstly, he says, it was a good question. And then he said, you know, there, there are, he talked about this, this thing about this uh, piece of paper where uh, somebody could write something on a piece of paper and burn it and give you the ashes and people have been able to rub the ashes because they're so in tune with energy and be able to know what was written on that piece of paper without even reading it and he in, 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 and john talked about john uh, dimartini talked about the black holes what are on the other side of black holes? We don't know. And in his opinion, based on the research that he does, or not even his opinion, based on the research that he does, uh, he says that the information that that we that we're going through, that we, we the life, the energy stamp uh, that we have, is being passed through onto black holes, and on the other side of the black holes, that in, information is being fed into another reality that is creating a reality based on the reality that we have right now. And he said that if that's true, then we might not be the alpha, the reality. We might might just be a memory of another dimension. We might be the information being fed. And he said the, the power in that is that with the information that's been transferred is that at any given time, you exist in any different realm. And because the consciousness is connected, that when you tap into such deep meditation, that you can communicate on and send messages and send love, most importantly, to yourself in times where you needed the love and there was nobody there to give it to you. So it's all, it's nothing's proven, it's all theoretical. Uh, but that was the question. Is the reason being is because when I was a kid, I was uh, sexually abused, and my thing was to connect to my consciousness as a child, um, to for that not to happen yeah. to him. So that was that was my mission on that. And, I, and it might sound kooky, but um, I had been working with that for about two years in deep meditation to my seven-year-old self and at one day I woke up and I decided I'm going to tell my parents what happened to me and I told my parents I told my wife I told my friends and I, I talk about it now and the reason why I feel that I can talk about it now is because I kind of believe that I had I kind of think that I had interacted with my consciousness and I had avoided that ever happening to me because the pain that I have now, uh, I don't have the pain that I had before. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. It's all, like I said, it's all theoretical. What you choose to believe is what you choose to believe. But that was the, that was the question. That was what I wanted to help with. Amazing. Thank you again for, for sharing that. It's, uh, I, it's, it's pulling up a lot of things, but I, I do wholly appreciate as always but i appreciate your openness and, and honesty to, to share that um no problem could i ask so just a very conscious of time i know we've, we've gone a little bit over actually but uh, I, I haven't wanted to stop you at all mid-flow and i hope you're, you're okay for time um no problem. Just, just last couple of questions if from if, if you could get one message one quote um out one saying out to the world um 
what would it be? What would it say? Um, uh, let me, can, can, I, can I read it out? Sure. Let me find it. And I, this is, this is a, a silly one and people think uh, that it's uh, a bit cliche and so on. But uh, <clears throat> it's a poem by Robert uh, Rob uh, um, Sultanen. Sultanen. And do you know him? No, 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 no. I'm, I, I am going to Google whilst you're typing it in, or whilst you're whilst you're reading. You, you'll know what I'm talking about. So the, okay. the, the, what he what he talks about is. <clears throat> Um, he wrote this, uh, Rob, uh, Robert uh, Sultanen. Uh, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Perfect. That was used in the Apple advertisement. Yeah, that is, that is, yeah, perfect. You'll have to give me the name and I'll put that in the show notes for people as well. Uh, how, do you, how do you spell that? R-O-B, yep. surname S-I... Al T A N E N. All right, perfect. Yeah, I will make sure I've got that in the show notes so people can, can come back and have a have a read of that and pick that up. I love it. And that was from it was from the Apple Lab, but it wasn't it a while ago. Yeah. Um, 19, 1998, I think. Think differently. Think differently. That campaign. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Sarge. And final question. Uh, I ask this to everybody that comes on, um, and I would love to know. The title of the podcast is Influence. So huh. what does the word influence mean to you? Influence for me is the ability to do what is important to me without being sidetracked or pushed aside by the opinions of other people because the ultimate influence is, is the influence of a self yeah could you could you say that one more time for us oh the ability to to uh, persevere the ability to do to achieve your results what are the highest values to you without being pushed aside or diminished by other people's opinions the influence of a self Love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Saj. Uh, I very much appreciate you joining us. On cool. Um, wow, the time went by fast. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we could. I mean, I, I, I definitely feel like we could we could continue. And there's there's a whole other realm of things. I mean, we <laughs> we touched a little bit on marketing at the start, but but, but barely. We haven't talked to any anywhere near about your 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 major love in sport, which is Man United. Um, <laughs> so there's I'm sure that there are many other conversations to be had. I would love to love to do a part two. Uh, episode in- 202 exactly yeah um maybe even in person who knows um okay. but thank you Sarge. is there anything um I've, I've got no doubt that people want to connect with you uh following on from 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 listening to this but is there anything else uh, aside from those links and we will put any links that you've mentioned in the show notes just for, for everybody um uh, to go and check those out but are there any any final things that you'd like to share oh. um the only thing I, I can share, and it might sound corny, is that that this is not a dress rehearsal. This is your only shot. Um, and uh, having listening to this podcast, uh, the effort that Jake goes through to getting guests on to help other people uh, to gain more influence over their lives, over their situations, should not be taken lightly. And use this information use the podcast even if you thought that was a complete um waste of time there are people on there on this podcast that might resonate with you probably will resonate with you um take the time go through it learn and to implement if you need help with uh anything to do with digital business you can book a call with my team at sajen 
www.sajen.club. That's all S-A-J-E-N.club. Uh, we'll be happy to, to help you out with your digital business. Other than that, if you want to find me on Facebook or Instagram, it's, uh, you can search for my handle at Sajen Talk, S-A-J-E-N-T-A-L-K. Perfect. Thank you, Sarge. We will put all of those links in the show notes uh, so that people can connect with you separately. Um, for everybody that's been listening, I uh, hope you've enjoyed the, uh, the, the episode today. Sarge, once again, on behalf of, well, from me, but of course, on behalf of everybody listening, I genuinely appreciate you giving up your time. Certainly don't take it for granted. So uh, thank you um, very Thanks much. Thanks for having me. And look forward to having you on, hopefully again, as I say, for part two in the future. Um, for everybody who's been listening, you know where you can connect with Sergeant. We'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you for being with us and we will see you very, very soon. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at Jake Adam Davey. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.